The House and Senate are both in recess this week. They will both return on Monday, March 25th. Last week on the House floor, the House returned to work on Monday. They took up and passed two bills under suspension of the rules. On Tuesday, the House took up and passed three bills under suspension of the rules. On Wednesday, the House took up and passed the rule that would govern consideration of H. Conres 24, expressing the sense of Congress that the report of Special Counsel Mueller should be made available to the public and to Congress. On Thursday, the House took up and passed that resolution by a vote of 420 to zero, and then they were done. This week on the House floor, no action. They're in recess. Last week on the Senate floor, the Senate came back to work on Monday and voted to invoke cloture on the nomination of Paul Matey to be a U.S. Circuit Judge for the Third Circuit Court of Appeals. On Tuesday, the Senate voted to confirm Matey to that position. Later on Tuesday, the Senate voted to invoke cloture on the nomination of Naomi Rao to be a U.S. Circuit Judge for the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals. Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri, who had slowed down the process over some concerns he had over Rao's beliefs, voted favorably on the cloture vote. On Wednesday, the Senate voted to confirm Naomi Rao to that judgeship. Hawley again voted in favor. Later Wednesday, the Senate voted to invoke cloture on the nomination of William Beach to be Commissioner of Labor Statistics, and then the Senate voted to confirm William Beach to his new position. Still later on Wednesday, the Senate considered SJ Res 7, a joint resolution to direct the removal of U.S. armed forces from hostilities in the Republic of Yemen that have not been authorized by Congress. That resolution passed by a vote of 54 to 46 and was sent to the president for his signature or veto. He will likely veto the measure. Then on Thursday, the Senate took up H.J. Res 46, the joint resolution overturning the national emergency declared by President Trump on February 15, 2019, regarding the crisis at the southern border. Twelve Republicans crossed party lines, and the final vote in favor of the resolution was 59 to 41, and then they were done. This week on the Senate floor, the Senate's in recess this week, so there will be no activity. But when the Senate returns on March 25, they will resume consideration of Bridget S. Bade to be a U.S. Circuit Judge for the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. The first vote of the week at 5.30 p.m. will be a vote to invoke cloture on the nomination of Bridget S. Bade to be a U.S. Circuit Judge for the Ninth Circuit. Leader McConnell also filed cloture on a motion to proceed to consideration of S.J. Res. 8, the Green New Deal and a motion to proceed to consideration of H.R. 268, Disaster Supplemental Appropriation. So that's what will be next on the Senate agenda after the Bade cloture vote. Now, to the state of emergency. So, first, let's talk about the 12 Republican senators who voted against President Trump. They were Lamar Alexander of Tennessee, Roy Blunt of Missouri, Susan Collins of Maine, Mike Lee of Utah, Jerry Moran of Kansas, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, Rand Paul of Kentucky, Rob Portman of Ohio, Mitt Romney of Utah, Marco Rubio of Florida, Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania, and Roger Wicker of Mississippi. Those 12 added themselves to the 13 House Republicans who voted for the resolution of disapproval when it was considered in the other chamber. So that's a total of 25 congressional Republicans who voted against the president. 25 out of 250. That's exactly 10%. So I'm not worried about some huge Republican revolt against the president on Capitol Hill. So what else do we know about the 12 Republican senators who broke with the president? Well, 11 of the 12 are not running for re-election, which means they don't need to worry about whether or not President Trump will seek revenge against them by supporting a primary challenge. Of the 12 
Republican senators who broke with Trump, only Susan Collins is running for re-election in 2020. And given the politics of Maine, she might actually look favorably upon a Trump-backed primary challenger. She would likely win that primary, and that would position her right in the center exactly where she wants to be as she runs in the general election. Cory Gardner, Ben Sass, and Tom Tillis, each of whom is running for re-election this cycle, all voted against the resolution. Tillis did so even after writing a Washington Post op-ed last month in which he explained his reasoning for voting for the resolution of disapproval. Go figure. Half the Republicans who voted for the resolution sit on the Appropriations Committee. This goes to prove one of PASCO's axioms. Congress isn't split between Democrats and Republicans or even liberals and conservatives. Congress is split between appropriators and everyone else who wants to be an appropriator. They just don't like a president, any president, messing with their turf, and that's the way they view this entire episode. This is just a president undoing their work, messing with them. I'm amazed, in fact, that Richard Shelby didn't join them. He's the chairman of the Appropriations Committee, but he stuck with the president. Early in the week, it looked as if there might not be a vote against the president on this resolution. That's because Senator Mike Lee of Utah was working hard on a new bill and a deal. The new bill would have amended the National Emergencies Act to require Congress to vote within 30 days to keep a presidential declaration of national emergency in effect. If Congress failed to act within 30 days, then the presidential declaration would be nullified. Lee was working with Vice President Pence to try to strike a deal with the White House. If Trump would agree to sign such legislation, then Lee would work to solidify opposition to the House-passed resolution in the Senate. But President Trump didn't want to see his authority restricted and sent word that there would be no deal. So the Senate went ahead and voted on the resolution, and it passed with 12 Republican votes. President Trump vetoed the resolution on Friday afternoon. It was the first veto of his presidency. The measure originated in the House, so the House will go first in attempting to override the veto. House Democrats have already announced they plan to attempt to override that veto. They'll bring that measure to the floor on Tuesday, March 26th, the day after they return from their current recess. That measure will fail. They'll need 55 House Republicans to vote to override the veto, and given that only 13 House Republicans voted against him on the first vote, I can't see any way that number would grow to 55. So that attempted veto override will fail, and because the measure failed in the House, there will be no attempted veto override in the Senate, and that will be that. And then it will be game on in the courts. And that's our Washington Report for this week.